what the scripture says right there. Keep looking. But now here's the kicker. Here's the hard part. Listen to this part. Pop it up. Jesus let him do it. Who is your Jesus? Is he imaginary made up somebody you got in your mind? That everything is good and rosy and I'll get rich and all if I gotta give if I give my money I'll get ten times back and I'm gonna just go you know what I'm saying, name it, claim it, blah, blah and I'm gonna flop like a chicken, this is life. Sounds like craziness to me. Here's the real world. Jesus died on the cross for you. He rose from the dead for you to be saved. He's given you the word of God. When you put your faith in Christ, you receive the spirit of the living God. But you still live on planet earth where Satan is the prince of the power of the air. And you're not living in a bubble. That's not reality. And after a while, you live long enough. And you're going to see some bad things in your life. How many would testify, Pastor, I've seen some bad stuff in my life. There you go. And a lot of people will turn tail and quit on God. Because you're not living in reality. That is the life we live. You hear me? That's why I love to come to church on a Sunday morning. I want to start my week off with Jesus. I need it. I need you in my life. I want you. I need the Word. I'm listening right now. When I put the Word up, listen to me. As I'm talking, I just try to let it speak to me the same way because I need good preaching, man. I need to hear the Word today. Satan wants Gary. How many have lived long enough and knows me a little bit? You've watched Satan get me. You've watched him attack me, come after me. <laughs> Join the club. Amen, say. It's called the real life. So Jesus let him do it. That's hard to imagine, isn't it? Well, he's given us free will. You can believe in Jesus if you want to. You can deny him. You can be a follower of Jesus with just one foot in the water. You can jump all the way in and love him and serve him with your whole heart. But either way, you still live on earth and one day you're going to die. It's going to finally catch up with you. And that, that's the final curtain. Do you know the Lord or not? Say, this little answer, I'm a good person. I went to church. It sounds good to me down here right now a little bit. It ain't going to fly. Reality. Y'all with me? Okay, here we go. So why, why did this happen? Why did Peter get to go through this? Here, here's the reason. Here's the reason. So there would be nothing left but the reality of his faith. It's my answer. I think Satan, Jesus allowed Satan to, to come after Peter. And he comes after us so often. So at the end of the day, what we really have left is our faith. Because that's really what's real. Our faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Our faith is what saves a man. This other mess is fluff. So if sometimes through the work of Satan in our life, if some of this is just falling off of us and, and we're able to go through life and he change, God changes us through all this and we're left with our faith, that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. And that's what, that's what Jesus needed. He needed a leader like this. Peter was going to see how much chaff was in him. When you do wheat, you throw it up in the air and the part that's not any good sort of blows off and you're left with the good. And that's what's going to happen to him. 
And he's going to see how little real substance is in him. And that's what Jesus is going to take. He's going to take that, that little bit of real in Peter, and he's going to turn him into a champion. He's going to be the leader God's called him to be. So, look at that. That's a lot of people. They live like that. I'm good. I'm good. It's all good. I'm going to heaven. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm a good person. Look at me. Head in the sand. Yeah, it's okay. It's all be good. State of denial. Let's look at it from Peter's life. We use this big old screen to teach the word, and I love it, but I'm about blind anyway, so this helps me. I can see good. Denial, 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 denial. That's why a lot of people aren't real, because they refuse to believe. They, they refuse to believe what real is and what truth is and what reality is. Denial is a refusal to believe. Oh, no, not me. Never. How many said that in your life before? You said, it'll never happen to me, and it did. Let me see your hand. It'll never happen to me, and it what? Raise your hand if you did, and it did. It did. State of denial. Oh, no, not me. Never. This is Peter. You could put, put words to Peter's life. Put Peter's picture in the dictionary. Here, Peter. Oh, no, not me. Never. That fit for him. And Jesus chose him to be the leader. If this guy's going to lead, if this guy's going to bring the gospel to Jerusalem and thousands are going to be saved and the gospel's going to start to spread around the world, listen, something's got to happen to this dude. Because there's a lot of stuff in him that ain't real. So let's look at his states of denial, I call it. The first state of denial. Let's just read it from the Bible. Say that white part with me. We deny things we may do. We deny things that we might do. We can't trust our own resolve. Some of us are stronger than others. We're more strong-willed than others. But at the end of the day, the heart's desperately wicked, the Bible says. You know, who can know it or who can trust it? Promises and resolutions don't keep you from falling. How many ever made a promise and you just didn't keep it? Look at that. Isn't that amazing? Half the audience. It's crazy. We, that's the first state of denial. Don't say this. I'll never do that. Don't say that. You're living in a state of I'll never do that. I think as sure as you say I'll never do that, there's a good chance you're going to do it. Amen? Let's talk to Peter. And he said unto him, Lord, Peter speaking, I'm ready to go with you into prison and to death. Jesus said to Peter, The rooster shall not crow this day before you've denied me three times. I'll go to prison with you. I'll die with you. Hush your mouth. You're not living in reality. Don't do that. You're living in a state of denial. I'll never do that. Jesus said, keep looking, Raj, verse 35. Verse 35. Peter said unto him, though I should die with you, yet will I not deny you. And likewise said all the other who. 
it's mainly Peter we see that denies the Lord. But if you look carefully, the scriptures teach that every one of his disciples forsook him and fled. Every one of them. Every one of them. But Peter's the leader. Why, does, why is he the one talked to the most in the New Testament? Why is he the one his name always mentioned first? Why when he's with a group he's always mentioned first? Because Peter is the man that the light is shining on for us to be real. And that's, in my opinion, why he has the spotlight on him. God can change you and make you something special. You know that, yes or no? But if you're going to get there, do you want to get there real or do you want to get there and you'll be special one day, but you're not really, you're just plastic? You look special, but you're really not because the work's all been you doing it. Have I lost you today? I know I'm a little, little all over the place today. Quite a subject matter we're looking at. So, don't say this. Don't say, I'll never do that. Don't do that one. How about this one? Say that with me. Don't say what? I don't need to. I'm good. You'd be surprised what lurks in your heart. You let something happen in your life a little different. And you're faced with a little different circumstances. And you're having to make some decisions you haven't had to make in a while. You'd be surprised how goofy and dumb you can be. Amen? Did I lose you on that one or not? Don't think you don't need to pray about temptation. Some Christians are act like they're holier now. They just got the cat by the tail. I don't think so. I don't. I struggle. I struggle. Y'all know that about me or not? I struggle with temptation. I still struggle. You're the pastor. You ain't supposed to struggle. I don't know who you're talking about. Does anybody else struggle with temptation? Is it just me? Like four of us, eight of us? We're a real spiritual church then, aren't we? He came out. As he was wont to the Mount of Olives, that Jesus, this is Jesus, and the disciples are following Jesus after the Last Supper, remember? And when he was at the place in the garden of Gethsemane, I've been there many times, he said unto them, say it with me, pray that you enter not into what? Temptation. Pray. Don't say you don't need to pray. And when he was rose up from prayer, he comes to his disciples. Jesus was praying over by himself. He's about to be taken captive and going to the cross. He found them doing what? Sleeping. Sleeping. I'm good. I've been taking a nap. Better watch that temptation. Said unto them, why sleep you? Rise and pray. Say it with me. Lest you what? In a temptation. Here they were following the Lord for three years, and in just a few minutes they would all run away from him. Oh, no, but not you and me. We're good. I don't believe it. You better pray. Don't say this. Say that one with me. This is just Peter. We're just looking at Peter's life. Don't say this one. Say it with me. Ow. Am I? I can handle it. I'm good. I'll take him. Boy, that's what he did. Peter was tough, man. Judas, then having received a band of men and officers there in the garden from the chief priests and Pharisees, they come thither where they're praying or sleeping with lanterns and torches and weapons. Then Simon Peter, say it with me, having a what? It's called a machaira sword. It's not a big long one. It's a shorter sword, like a big fillet knife. 
He takes out that sword. He smotes the high priest's servant right on his head. What? Cut his ear off. That's Peter in his own strength. I can handle it. I'm not going to enter temptation. I'll fight my own strength. He cuts Malchus' ear off. Jesus said unto Peter, put up your sword in its sheath. Say that last part with me. The cup which my Father hath given me, shall I not drink it? There's just things going to happen in life. It's going to be tough. We don't need to fight in our own strength. That's what Peter did. He was living in a state of denial. I'll never do that. I'll never leave you. I'm not going to be tempted. It's all going to be good. I'll go to prison with you. I'll die with you. The real Christian life is be tough. Don't ever say this one. Say it with me. I can, I can stand alone. That's what a lot of people do. They recluse themselves. Think they can just make it. You need each other. We need each other, guys. You hear me? You're not that strong. That's reality. Amen or oh me? Then took they him and led him and brought him to the high priest's house. And Peter followed how? Far off. By himself. When they had kindled a fire in the middle of the hall, they were set down together. Peter sat down among them. So he's alone. You can't make it alone. You need the Lord. You need other people. It was his idea to put the church together. We're the body of Christ. It wasn't my idea. I sure am glad you've been in my life, though. Some of you have sure helped me in my life. Your wisdom, your words, your love, your encouragement, your help. You're catching hold of the vision the Lord gives me, and you just grab onto it, and we go together, and we charge hell with a water pistol sometimes. Amen? Thank you. Look what happened. Look what happened to Peter, this man who's living in a state of denial. A certain maid beheld him as he sat by the fire and earnestly looked upon him and said, This man was with him, that guy over there, by himself. And Peter denied, saying, Woman, I don't know him. Boy, well, look at now the real Peter's coming out, isn't it? Yes or no? Well, look at that. Would he have been better off to be real the whole time? Or to face this crisis and be a fake and to not really have the goods? It would have been better off to be real, wouldn't it? Yes or no? This is why the Bible's written. The Bible says these things are written for our learning. This is why we're doing this. After a little while, another saw Peter and said, You're one of them. Peter said, Man, I am not. I can see him grabbing that sword again, can't you? It's what we do, you know. Make, it, make us look like we're real. He wasn't. About the space of one hour after another, confidently affirmed, like swore on a stack of Bibles. I know of a truth. That joker right over there was with him. He's a Galilean. So the ante is really upped against Peter. And you know what we do when that happens. And Peter said, man, I know not what you say. Matter of fact, another passage says that he actually cussed tough guy 
stronger. It was all a lie. Y'all listening or not? I'm just trying to learn is all I'm doing. Peter said, man, I know not what you say. And immediately while he was yet speaking, that rooster did what? cock a doodle doo Y'all ever had to roast a crow in your life a little bit? Say. Had some mess in your life before? You thought you were all good, it's all good, and then the roaster crowed. You're in a mess. The Lord turned when that happened. Here he is on the cross. He's being crucified. They're taking him. He's being, you know, beaten, whatever's happening to the Lord at that time. And he sees Peter. And Peter remembered the words of the Lord, how he said that before that cock's going to crow, you're going to deny me three times. Peter lived in a state of denial. That's not being real. That's not what we want in our life. Peter went out and he did what? He wept bitterly. Now, Peter, we know, became the leader God thought he could be. But I mean, just, I'm just saying, it's going to be some mess in your life. It's okay. This is reality. You might think, I can't serve the Lord. I've done this or I've said this. Guys, all he has is broken mess to work with. We're all a bunch of crackpots. That's what that means, broken pottery. That's who we are. Listen to Peter's response many years later. Now he's, he's been the disciple. He's been the leader. He's preached the gospel. God's filled him with his spirit. He's been a mighty man of God. Here's what Peter says now. He's a different man. Say this with me. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, goes about as a what? Roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. This is real life, guys. Wake up. He wants to eat you. Whom resist him steadfast in the what? Quit making your little resolutions and your mess and living in the flesh. It's going to get done by faith. Know that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren. He was speaking as one from experience, wasn't he? That's reality. Why do I have a message like this today? Well, I think a lot of times mess happens in our life, and, and we get, side, we get de derailed, we get sidelined, because we have this vision of God and the world that we're blessed, and we are blessed. If we didn't have another dime given to us, we're going to heaven, we're blessed. Amen? Say, we're blessed. We're blessed to live in America more than most people are on this whole planet. Why does God have to be your bellboy and give you everything? And if it didn't work out just fine, you turn your tail and run. That's not living in reality. If you live long enough, you're going to have a lot of mess. That's why I'm doing the message today. Don't live in a state of denial. That's what Peter's trying to say to us today. Guys, wake up. Keep looking. I'm wore out. Second state of denial. We deny things we've done. We're cool at admitting certain sins or sinful tendencies in our life. Keep listening. Now watch. We're cool at admitting some things. Gossiping, lying, stealing. Now those are big deals, but we put them on the lower shelf. But we play cover-up with more graphic and grotesque behavior. Guys, ladies... Jesus knows what you're doing. 
here's the kicker. He loves you anyway. He's not left you. He's not rubber stamping your behavior. He's actually at the right hand of God the Father praying for you. Wanting you and me to be real. Yes or no? But we don't see God like that. That you love me like that? You mean you won't throw me out with the trash? He will never throw you out with the trash. You ought to take that and just hold that in a Satan's face and say, he, God will never throw me away. I will fight you with everything inside of me because he's in me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's what we're seeing today. Why do we do this? We deny things we've done. You know why we deny things we've done? Say that with me. Because what will, what will people think? Quit living your life to please people. I like to make people happy. I want to like people that like me. And you do too. I understand that. But in the, the day, guys, are you going to keep doing that and not be real? Say, because they're liking something that's fake and imaginary then. Be yourself. Get real. Deal with your mess. It's funny, though. We deny things, but you know what? God's leaders in the Bible, Abraham, Jacob, Moses, Samson, David, Solomon, Peter, Paul, others that I could have put on the screen, they didn't have the option. God put all their dirty laundry right in the Bible. And look how much he loved Abraham and Jacob and David and Moses. He loves you, even though there's that mess, and he wants you to deal with it. You'll never deal with it unless you get real. God says, here are the guys, and here's what they did. Amen? He doesn't hide it. Just push, push. You know what God loves to say? Look at my grace. Isn't it amazing? Say, here's David. What horrible things David did. But David, Psalm 53, came back, Psalm 51, came back to the Lord. He came, and they know, what is, what is that? That is great to see God's grace like that and see David could continue. Didn't mean he didn't have problems with his family. He had a lot of problems. But he was a, he was a trophy of God's grace. God didn't throw him out, did he? Absolutely not. Keep looking. To the world, the folks at Fellowship Church seem to be pretty good. They're out there looking. Oh, look at all those cars. They're goody, goody two-shoes inside that building as they ride by this morning. And they're saying, they've got, oh, there's people in there with problems, but not like me. That's bull. Here's what Gary thinks. Pop it up. I didn't want to forget it. Here it is. I think there's some really bad people here who've done some really terrible things. And you're making it by the grace of God. Can we praise him for that? Come on. That's who you are. That's who you are. Amen? We're almost done. Stay with me. That's why we can relate to Peter. Because he was what? Why did I do a series on Peter? Why am I talking about Peter? Because I can talk about him like he's me. That's why I think he has a spotlight on him in the Bible. His life's on display. And it gives us all what? We're not here, you know, dumping on Peter. It's not what I'm doing today. This is a message of hope. Get real. What about our world? Does it have a clue about what God has done for us? I have, I've, I've had this happen to me in the past. I've, I've met Christian folks and people in leadership that say, you know, when you talk about your past and your sin life, you're giving glory to the devil. I think that's bull, and I think they should just hush your mouth. My life's my life. If you don't want to hear it, shut your ears. 
God saved me. I'm from Rockingham. My mother was a drunk. I was married 28 years and my wife left me for somebody else. If you don't like to hear it, I'm sorry. But that's Gary's life. But there's hope in Gary's life. Because even though my mother was murdered, God was with me. He never left me. And though the person I was committed to and dedicated to and loved left me, God never did. See, that's my testimony. Ooh, it is terrible. I don't care. It is the truth. And God has been so good to me and has given me beautiful Kim in my life and two little girls. That shows the wonderful grace of God. God's looking at my life going, isn't my grace amazing? Y'all hearing me or not? Come on, man! It's powerful! Good stuff, ain't it? Quit hiding your mess under a basket, the Bible says. You're a light. Sit on a hill. Shine. The world needs us. And even though my story's hard at times, and I, I worry about Kim when I tell it. But you know what, Kim? It is what it is. And Kim can talk to you herself and tell you about the mess in her life and the pain she had and how God has showed His grace to us. Amen? That's called real, buddy, where I'm from. How many would say, Pastor, that's sort of my life a little bit, and I can relate to that. Can I at least see a little bit of hands? In the that's sort of my life. And see what I'm saying? Look at that. Isn't that amazing? That's probably 60 70% of us. Be real. I couldn't always be, as a preacher, plastic, fishbowl life I've had to live. But now the fish is out. Amen? I'm flopping is what I'm doing. Does our world know how God had to reach down to save you? Tell them. Does our world know how we struggle every day with sin? It's okay to share your struggle. Come see me. I've heard about everything. Amen? And I promise you, even though I won't agree, if you want to tell me it's okay for you to do that, I'm still not going to throw you out. I'm going to try to love you through it with this word. Amen? That's called real. Does the world see how we're making it? So there's hope for them to, amen, say. So much of the church, and I'm, not, I'm saying us as well, we're just plastic. What kind of message are we sending to the church, to the lost world out there? Good grief. I can't ever measure up. Peter learned that in spite of his own sinful tendencies and weaknesses, the Lord wanted to use him and would sustain him no matter how low he got. He learned that. I love that. Say those three words with me. One, two, three. Embrace your... One more time. Embrace your... I'm not saying brag about it. Ooh, I did this. I was a criminal. I shot people. I ain't saying all that. But if you were really, really bad and things happened in your life, listen to me. Give God the credit. That was who you were. That's not who you are. Amen? Come on. Praise the Lord. Absolutely. Praise the Lord. Embrace it. You saved me from that? Come on. Get excited. That's awesome. Owning up to them can be a catalyst of being used mightily of God. 
Why not use? Why don't I have passion? Why don't I have power, pastor, in my life? Well, maybe you ain't embraced the mess in your life. You haven't looked closely enough at the wonderful grace of God that saved you, sorry tale. Amen? That's brought you out of the miry clay to set your feet on a rock, baby. It'll, it'll open your, you'll open your mouth and start talking then. Amen? See it. Love John here, saved a year ago, had sin in his life, had problems, right? Horrible thing, and he felt horrible. He'd listened to me preach here before at the high school, listened online, heard a message on sin. Hard, won't it? I get ugly sometimes. It was true, he says. He calls me on the phone from England, from London, England area. Somewhere out there in that area. Where you at? How far from London? 100 miles from London. Calls. Texts me, writes me on a computer. A few days later, he arrives by plane. He just pushed that button. He came all the way from over here. Wanted to sit in my office. Little did he know we had a men's prayer breakfast that was already scheduled. The guy was going to speak that could relate in his life to some of the kind of same issues, struggles, sin struggles he was having, how he had been delivered by Christ. He got saved. Amen, right there. To put his faith in Jesus Christ, turn to the Lord. And he still lives there, but it's his year anniversary of being saved. So he flew across the pond again just so he could be with us. But that's being real. That's being real. Just having say, well, I went to church and Pastor Gary's a good friend, you nice and this and That's not real. The reality is he was a mess, made horrible choices. The Word of God touched him. He responded to what God's Word says by faith, met God right where he was with his mess and got saved. And it seems like you ain't perfect and I ain't either. But it seems like you're doing pretty good. That God's blessing you and helping you and leading you and guiding you. And you're on a journey now. It's called R-E-A-L. Amen? Would you agree with that? Love that. Isn't that a great story? Real story. Experiencing God's forgiveness is powerful. Sharing it to others can bring them hope. There's a lot of people that have done the same mess we've done that are out there thinking they're going to get thrown into trash and thrown into hell. When you tell them God loves them, Jesus loves them, he'll save them. But denying it ain't going to fix it. Be real. Amen? You're not bragging over sins committed. You're bragging on God's wonderful mercy, cleansing, and healing power in your life. It's just a ploy of the devil to get you to shut your mouth. Open that mouth up and let it fly. I was this, now I'm this. And I'm not this now because of me. I'm this now because of him. Because I'm pathetic. But God is great. It's good stuff. Before Peter's denials, he was clothed in his own self-righteousness. I'll never deny you. I don't need to pray about temptation. I'm good. I can fight my own strength. All his own self-righteousness. I can stand alone. I got it made in the shade. Look at him now. He's naked. What do you mean he's naked? We're done with the message. After he denied him, Jesus is resurrected. Peter's gone back to his old way of life, fishing. Peter's a different man now. He's been stripped of all his self-righteousness. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, the Sea of Galilee on the wise. He showed himself. There was together, say his name, Simon. There's the leader. Name I always mentioned first. Thomas, Nathaniel, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. 
And Simon Peter says, I go a fishing, not for men. I'm going back the way I've done life. I'm miserable. I'm a failure. Look at me. They said, we're going with you because guess what? We all denied him. We're pathetic too. My opinion, they went forth, entered into the boat that day. They didn't catch anything. When the morning was come, Jesus, the resurrected Savior, was standing on the shore. Disciples didn't know it was him. Jesus hollered out, hey, guys, you caught anything? They answered, shut up. King James being nice. He said, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you'll find. So you know what? They did it. They weren't able to catch all the fish. It was so great full of fish. You mean God still loved them? You mean God was still in their life? You mean Jesus still cared? Absolutely. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved, probably John, said unto Peter, It's the Lord! And Peter heard, when he heard it was the Lord, this is why I said he was thinking as a jaybird, he, girt his, he, he put on his fisher's coat, his jacket, say it with me, four words, for he was what? Don't fish naked, stop it. Anyway, he probably had on some little underwear or something. Who knows? Let's don't talk about it. And he cast himself into the sea. Long story short, here he was, a failure, a denier, a sinner. But he was still God's man. Don't you love a God like that? And he comes to him there where he's turned his back, basically. He's back doing what he can do because that Christian thing ain't for him. He's even out there fishing on a boat naked. It's underwear. That's not a pretty picture. And God helped him. Push me, Raj. i got to quit. I'm dying. This was now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples. That shows you how much he loved them. Three times he kept going back as he was risen from the dead. And when they died, Jesus says to Peter, Simon, do you love me more than these fish? Do you love me more than maybe this life? He says, Lord, you know I love you. He said, well, then feed my lambs, man. He says to him again, Simon, do you, you love me? Do you love me? Jesus is saying, he said, Lord, you know I love you. He said, then feed my sheep. I told you a fish for men. This ain't what you're about anymore, son. He said unto him the third time. How many times did Peter deny him? He says to him three times. That's the God you have. He'll meet you right in your mess. And he'll talk with you about it. Simon, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time. And you know what he was thinking. I denied him three times. Do you love me? And he said this. Peter said it. You know everything. And since you know everything, you know I love you. Amen? Even though you have failure in your life and struggle in your life, God knows that you love him. Did you hear me? Believe it. Be real. Be steady. God will bless you. Boom. He said, then feed my sheep, baby. Amen? So, I got to quit, Raj. Push me on through those scriptures. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. Keep going. They can read it later. What else, buddy? Give me another one. Listen to Peter. But the God of all grace, here's the old man now writing. The God of all grace who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after he make you, after you suffer a while, 
He'll make you perfect. That word's mature. That's all that word means. It doesn't mean sinless perfection. He'll mature you after you've suffered and struggled in life. He'll establish you. He will strengthen you. Oh, He'll settle you. That's sort of where I think I'm living life now. God's blessed me. To Him, say it with me, be what? Glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. I quit, Roger. Let's thank the Lord for His Word. Amen. State of denial. Get out of it. Move. Amen. Come on. God bless you. Thank you.